Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 20, and, and I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible. Whatever translation you might have, let's read out loud uh, together. All right, let's read. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and in the name of the Son and in the name of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. The grass withereth, the flower faded, but the word of our God shall stand forever. I want to tie this text in morning. I want to talk about it's up to us. It's up to us. Go ye therefore, it is up to us. You may be seated. Amen. Turn and tell your neighbor, it's up to us. It's up to us. It's up to us. It's, it's up to us. Reverend, this it's up to us. Amen. It's, it's, it's up to us. Amen. You see, there are some things that you must do for yourself. For example, no one can eat for you. In like manner, no one can lose weight for you. No one can sleep for you. And in like manner, no one can weep for you. And nobody can take your medication and you feel better. <laughs> Consequently, the doctor will tell you, if you want to feel better, it is up to you. If you want a miracle... It is up to you. In like manner, Jesus is commissioning the church to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with the world. It is up to us. Uh, no one else, no other institution, no other organization has been anointed and appointed and commissioned to share the gospel but us. Sharing the gospel is a rewarding experience for every believer. Regardless of your ethnicity, regardless of your marital status, regardless of your gender, Regardless of your socioeconomics, regardless to your academic acquiescence, you have been commissioned by Jesus Christ to share the gospel. Amen. If you are saved, 
you are commissioned. You're never too old, you're never too young to share this gospel of Jesus Christ. You see, every Jew had to experience the Passover as if they were there at the Red Sea. Every believer must experience the Great Commission as if we were there when Jesus told his disciples to go. And I think one of the sad realities of church today is there are so many Christians who never share their faith. Can you imagine what would happen if we took this enthusiasm to the streets? Can, I got one hand clap. Amen. Can you imagine what would happen if we took this excitement to tell others about Jesus? The story is told. What's wrong with so many Christians? It says the story is told about a guy who applied for a job at the movie theater at the mall. And part of his training, the manager asked him, said, what would you do if you were working and the theater caught on fire? What would you do? He said, in case of a fire breakout, what would you do? The young guy said, don't worry about me because I can get out of the fire myself. <laughs> and that's just like a lot of Christians. They are saved, they're on their way to heaven, but they are not telling anybody about Jesus. I'm saved, full of the Holy Ghost, and everybody else on their own. <laughs> Dr. Rick Warren says, if we fail to witness, we in essence are telling people to just go to hell. It's up to us. Y'all going to help me this morning? Don't. Because if we can get this kind of enthusiasm. See, a lot of people think I'm saying this. No, Jesus said this. You got your Bibles open? Because see, a lot of, see, I got some folk. Next month, the second Sunday, if I live, I have been, I'll be pastoring 43 years. So, amen. So, I pastored from a small church to a large fellowship. And there are some folk who think I said it. Now, keep your Bibles open, you see. Amen. Because, see, the context of this text is the resurrection of Jesus. Dr. James Stewart said, the gospel is not a debate, it's a declaration. And we as believers, we are not fighting for victory. We are fighting from victory because he lives. <laughs> That's why we can have miracles and breakthrough. Amen. You don't find no Muslim talking about miracles. You don't. You don't find no Hindus talking about no miracle, but we serve a living Savior. And he's in the world today. If he's alive, then sometimes you just ought to smile. Amen. See, on Sunday morning, we don't come to no funeral. Amen. Because our Savior lives. And, and uh, amen. I, I thank the Lord. I, if, I get, if I can get the choir, get my deacons, and get, amen, the membership, the ushers. Well, bless the Lord. Amen. It's up. To us, nobody going to do it. Three things here. First of all, verse 16, notice their obedience. Verse number 16, then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. They were where God had appointed them to be. 
You see, the key for blessing in the life of every believer is obedience to the word of God. Let me say that again. The key to being in the life of a believer to being blessed is being obedient to the word of God. That's why a lot of saints are struggling. You're hard-headed. Amen. You see, the first sin that was committed by Paul Paul Adam was the sin of disobedience. God had told him, don't eat from the tree. And guess what he did? Genesis chapter 3, 6, he ate. And if you want to be blessed, you got to be obedient to the word of God. Well, bless his name. Amen. That's why that's why a lot of folks trying to struggle. You're your struggling. I'm talking, I'm talking to believers now. Amen. You got to be obedient. They were where God had appointed them to be. They were obedient. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, love equals obedience. And obedience equals love. Peter said in Acts chapter 5 verse 29, we ought to obey God rather than man. John said in 1 John 5 and 3, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. Samuel said to Saul in 1 Samuel 15, b Behold, obedience is better than sacrifice. So we must obey God in every area of our lives. In the honey and in the money. I just said something there. Amen. You, amen. See, I don't, if you don't obey God, see, amen. I don't care how many prayer cloths you have. I don't care how many black, a blessed water you have. You can have blessed all dripping on your nappy head. If you don't obey God, you won't be blessed. That's why some of you are struggling now financially, working seven jobs, got the mama working two, the kids are working three, and even got Spido working a job. And you can't make your ends meet because when you're not obedient, God won't bless no mess. You can have a miracle today. Just obey God. You ain't got to know the whole Bible. (laughs) Just obey what you do know. Husbands, love your wife. Christ loved the church. Wives, submit yourself to you. Bring ye all the tithes. Well, bless his name. That's obedience. Amen. You think you're going to bless God and you're trying to live a double life. God sees in the dark. You can't fool God. Be obedient to the word. They went where God told them to go. That's why, that's, why, that's why we gather here coming to the house of the Lord because God told us to gather. And just coming here in obedience to God, miracles take place. A lot of times you don't know it until Monday or Tuesday. <laughs> but they were there. And I can't get rid of some of these hard-headed Christians. Some of y'all just as hard-headed and then come in looking funny at me. God told you to shut up and you still cursing. Amen. God told you to put down that beer and you still drinking it. God told you to put down them cigarettes and you still smoking them. And then talking about the devil attacking my body. Ain't the devil, that's your stupidity. Amen. God want to give you a job, but you got to fill out the application. Amen. 
God want to make you a millionaire, but you got to pay off your debts. You got to be obedient through the word of God. Well, bless his name. Amen. They were there where God told them to be. Obedient. You're missing your blessings. Trying to figure out God. Don't stop trying to figure out God. And just be obedient. And then secondly, verse 17. Notice their worship. <laughs> and when they saw him, <laughs> they worshiped him. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, praise team. Thank you, uh, deacons. Thank you, choir. For leading us into worship and pray. When they saw him, they didn't give him no high five talking about what's up, G. No, when they saw him, when you see Jesus, and that's why the world can't get ready for us because some of us have been touched by him. Some of us have worshipped him. And once you worship him, you are never the same again. Bill just don't taste the same. Once you worship, I mean, I mean, see that difference between going to church and worship. See, this is where we gather. See, we gather over here at, at 3417 East MLK. We gather here. Why? Because none of us have a house, a home large enough for all of St. James together in. Because I've told y'all before, I don't want all y'all in my house, no way. Because some of y'all come in, you know how black folk do, parking on my grass, you know. Okay, you know, drinking out of my orange juice and even refrigerator door open. Changing the channel on my TV, you know. Stopping up my commode, you know, I want y'all in my house, no way. So we have a place. <laughs> this, is, this is where we gather on this campus. See, one day we're going to have four other campuses, but right now we just have one campus. I wish I had somebody to catch on to the vision with me. See, right now we just gather here. One day we're going to have campuses all over the Metroplex, see, but we gather here. Amen. This is where he have told us to get, where we gather. And when you gather in his name, he shows up. But worship is a lifestyle. Romans 12, 1 and 2, everything we do is a form of worship. Amen. How I go to work, form of worship. How I pay my bill. Here you are writing hot checks. And then have the audacity to have an ichthus on your check. Here you are going to the liquor store and have the audacity to have on your back of your car. Follow me to church. Amen. All right. Amen. Worship. Amen. Lyle Shaler talks about worship is a transformation system in the life of a believer. There's something happen uniquely strange and strangely unique happen whenever we worship God. Isaiah said in the year that King Uzziah died, I also saw the Lord. Amen. And that's why some of us, you can't make us doubt him, know too much about him. Amen. In the midst of it all, you got to learn how to worship. See. Some of y'all just fair weather Christians. You know, long as everything going good, you're going, hey, thank you. Woo, hey. But the first time you have a problem, you shut up. And that's the main time. When you are going through a storm, that's the main time. You ought to open your big mouth and give him praise. Hallelujah, anyhow. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Thank you, Judas. In our praise, in our worship, that we get our breakthrough. 
Some of you are just one hallelujah away from a breakthrough. Thank you, Jesus. See, I don't care what folks say about me. I just want to worship. Because guess what? That's what we're going to be doing throughout all eternity. It's worshiping God. Sister Cassaberry in our Sunday school uh, gathering this morning talked about the worship. Psalm 148, the praise of our God. Everything is created to praise our God. Amen. You wear it, you start worshiping. Amen. Your little problem don't mean so much when you're in contact with a sovereign God. Some of y'all here worrying about this, you know. And there's some doubt. In the midst of all that worship, the Bible said, but some doubt it. You're always going to have your skeptical people. Every Sunday, some of y'all looking at me now skeptical. Because y'all been talking to folk, y'all skeptical. Amen. Doubting God. Listen, some, some, some Christians all worried, all frustrated, and as Big Mama said, all discombobulated because Donald Trump is in the White House. Let me lay it on you this morning. If God can handle Pharaoh, if God can handle Nebuchadnezzar, if God can handle Jezebel, if God can handle Pilate, if God can handle Nero, if God can handle Hitler, if God can handle Osama bin Laden, if God can handle Saddam Hussein, if God can handle Idi Amin, if God can handle Stalin, if God can handle Kim Jong-un, he can handle... Oh, yes, sir. You stop your doubting. Amen. And when you worship, you discover that God is ill, is still in control. They worship. I dare you to worship him. I dare you to keep worshiping him. Excuse me for being personal. That's why I thank God for my mama. Bless her sanctified soul. But over a missionary, Leo McClendon, she worshiped God. She could have been bitter. God took my daddy and left her with 12 children. Amen. I'm seven months old. Amen. And, and left her. 1952. Daddy, 40 years old. She was only 36 years old. She could have been bitter. But instead of being bitter, she just praised God. Amen. That's the key right there to your breakthrough, to your, to your miracle is you worship God and don't doubt him. Because he said in Luke 137, for with God, nothing shall be possible. They worship, man. They worship, amen. They worship. Thank you. And God just shake off stuff. God help you get over ugly people. <laughs> Thank you, Thank you. Now you can figure out. I'm, I'm about to move on. Now you can figure out. I come in in high school. I can silly. And, and, and my mama just look at me and say, Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And I'm talking, trying to talk noise. You know, I ain't coming home. I'm, I can't wait to get out of here. She said, Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen, amen. Well, bless his name. 
You ought to try that tomorrow. Today, somebody come to you saying something silly. It's still trying to be funny and come back. Instead of tweeting them like the president do, just say, thank you, Jesus. Wouldn't it be wonderful if I president start tweeting, hallelujah. <laughs> and then if he start worshiping God, Mexico would pay for the wall. Oh, amen. <laughs> I, I dare to try worship <laughs> on your way home you ought to just say Lord thank you for this car see some of us used to I used to walk so much they called me Moses Amen. but Lord thank you then you ought to let your seat back and put on a CD from our mass choir and just amen and just say Lord thank you amen and then you ride by folk on the corner up on the bridge, you ought to say, it could have been me. Amen. Outdoors. Hey, thank you, Jesus. They worship him. That's power. The devil don't want us to worship. You get excited about everything else, football, basketball, but don't get happy about Jesus. The devil know the power of worship. Some doubt. Stop doubting God. Tell your neighbor, stop doubting God. He may not come when you want him. Always on time. You just have your face in the place. You just position yourself for the miracle. If you're praying for a new car, go clean out your garage. The miracle. If you're praying for rain, get an umbrella. Well, bless his name. Hallelujah, they worship him. Then thirdly and finally, I keep you too long. Because see, amen. Oh, oh God. Amen. See, some of y'all are not as loud as some of us. And I must admit, I'm an extrovert. And whenever I got to a party, they all knew I was there. I wasn't, I wasn't a wallflower. Amen. Amen. But, but every now and then, you, you may not be as loud and as vocal as, as Lisa Curtis, or you may not dance like uh, Claudia William, but every now at home, you ought to just cut a little step. We get a, so thank you. Amen. When you walk in the Papa Do's and got some money to pay for that for you, hey, you, hey, and then get fools, hey, all right. That's worship, boy. That's, I tell you, hey, hey, man, you'd be surprised how your day will go. You married to a dumb dummy? Hey, man, stop fussing with dumb dummy and just start thanking the Lord for dumb dummy. Lord, thank you for dumb dummy. He's a dummy. Oh, he's a cheap dummy. But God, thank you for dummy because a lot of folk don't have a dummy. I thank you for my dummy. I thank you for my dummy. Thank you for my now don't let him hear you call him a dummy when you see him say hi hey honey hey, hey. but you turn your back thank you for my dummy thank you for my hey I mean well bless his name amen He's, they worship him I dare you break out and worship let me go on thirdly and finally verses 18 through 20 their commission their commission I, I get tickled I got, there are folk who try to miss worship Amen. And then, and then they don't come. Amen. But look at their commission. Look here. These words 
commemorates the great kingdom of God and fall from the lips of the very king himself. Now with the cross behind him, the heavenlies ahead of him and his disciples before him and around him, the king says, all power. Look at his great claim. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. The power from the Greek means the absolute authority. Jesus is sovereign and all power. White power, black power is in his hand. All power. Can nobody else say that but Jesus? Can nobody else say it but Jesus? All power. That great claim. All power given unto me in heaven and in earth. All power. Then he said, Look at the great commission. It's a great commission because it rests upon the great claim of the great commissioner himself. It is the master's marching orders for his church and the church purpose and reason for being. If we are not going to make disciples, we could sell this building. It'll make a mighty fine restaurant. It'll make a mighty fine gymnasium. If we're not going to do what the master told us to do, then we ought to just get rid of this place and just go down the city hall and just meet. Amen. Because nothing will be going on. See, that's the great commission. Go. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, go. And in, in the Greek, it is, the, it is a present participle, which means go in. See, as you go, go make disciples. This building cost, cost $8 million. And you heard me say it so many times before. If only one person gets saved, it's worth every dollar. Come great commission. Then look at the great comfort. This ought to bring comfort to somebody. Look, he said there, and lo, <laughs> oh bless his name. I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Look at he promised us his divine presence. Always assures us of divine power and divine provision. In the essence of the Lord has both authority to command and the power to enable obedience to that command. He said, Lo, I'm with you. Some of y'all find out the hard way that a lot of folk ain't going to be with you. <laughs> well, bless his name. There are a lot of folk talk that trash. Baby, I love you. And I'll be with you. And they'll divorce you. Amen. <laughs> Now, a lot of folk mean well, but they say, I'm with you, but they don't die. But Jesus said, Lo, this is the divine assurance. He said, I will never leave you or forsake you. He, he, he's, he's with us. I don't care what you're going through, God has promised to be with us. Cry if you must. But your circumstances will not negate the power and the presence of God. Lo, I am with you 
always. That's a, that's a great divine promise. See, that right there is shouting right there. See, some people need to learn where to shout. That's a good shouting place. He said, Lo, I'm with you. Think about the hardest times in your life. God was still with you. Think about saying goodbye to loved one. God was still with you. Think about in the divorce court when that woman or that man uh, terminated the contract. But God uh, was still with you. Uh, remember what the doctor said when he said it is cancer. But God uh, was still with you. Yes, sir. I've been preaching uh, going on 45 years and I've seen uh, the lightning flash and uh, I've heard the thunder roll, but uh, I've never seen the righteous forsaken uh, nor his seed uh, begging bread because Jesus said, uh, Lo, I'm with you. Always until the end of the world. May God bless you this morning. And then he seals it with one word. He says, Amen. Hallelujah. Amen is a transliteration of the Hebrew word from the root meaning verify and confirm. And so when Jesus said, Amen. That means it's finished. That means it is confirmed. Amen. I'm going to be with you. How long? Always. Even to the end of the world. It's up to us to go tell them about a loving Savior. It's up to us to go tell a dying world that he died on a Friday. Hey, they hung him high, stressed him wide. The devil said, Kill him, but keep him on the ground. The devil said, Kill Jesus, but keep him on the ground. For the devil knew what Jesus said. And I, if I be lifted up, from the earth I'll draw I'll draw I, 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 I'll draw all men under me he died they lifted him up and he's still drawing they lifted him up and he's still drawing he died buried in a borrowed tomb but the reason why we can go is that early Sunday morning early Sunday morning early Sunday morning early Sunday morning he rose with all power in his hand say I've got to tell it say it 
I'm going to tell it. He's been good to me. And it's up to us to go tell the dying world. He lives. He lives. Oh, he lives. He lives. Up to us. Go tell it. I'm going to deputize all of you. Mm. Give me some deputizing music. I say, uh, 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 up there. And you got to raise your hand to receive it. Up in the choir, uh, I'm going to tell it. Everywhere I go, uh, you don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. Yeah, I'm gonna tell it. It's up to us. Bless His name. Thank you. Hallelujah. It's up to us to go tell them that there is a loving Savior and he loved them so much aren't you glad some old preacher some old missionary preached to you and with your ungodly self and told you there's a man in town he'll forgive you for all of your sins aren't you glad somebody told you it's up to us Austin City Council not going to do it. Trump show not going to do it. It's up to us. There are people in your life, in your home, that are not saved. You can't make them get saved, but you ought to at least share the gospel. If I could make people get saved, y'all know me, I'd get a gun and make them. Amen. Because hell is too hot. Eternity is too long to die and go to hell. You don't know how when gonna death gonna come, but it's coming, and we need to tell them it's up to us to tell people about Christ. We are evangelical church, and we want to try to tell everybody we know about Christ. Hallelujah! Hallelujah.